Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Intelligent Transport podcast, this time brought to you in association with Parafex. I'm joined on today's episode by Natalie Degas, who is representing Parafex as we delve into all things traffic management, from new technologies to battling climate change and adapting infrastructure during the COVID-19 pandemic. There's lots to get through, so let's jump in. Natalie, thank you very much indeed for joining me on today's podcast. Um, before we get going, it would be great just to get a quick introduction to uh, yourself, um, what you do at Parafex, and you know why really we're covering traffic management today, and you know why you think it's such an important topic to cover at at this moment in time. Thank you, Luke. Thanks a lot for this uh, conversation. I'm happy to be uh, here with you to discuss about this uh, important topic. Uh, my name is Nathalie Deguin. I'm sales manager at Parifex, um, sales manager of the speed enforcement department. Quick introduction about Parifex. So we are a French engineering company founded 25 years ago with several activities in engineering with core competencies in automation and control system and activities in the speed enforcement field. So we design, develop, and manufacture our own speed control systems. We actually are one of the main provider of the French government of stationary speed control systems. We currently have about 400 fixed speed traps deployed all over France. So my role at Parifex is to develop this activity internationally and also to diversify our activities. Uh, just to explain, we have a very strong R&D department that has worked on very innovative solutions, which was at first to improve the performance of our speed traps, but we realized that the development that we've done could also be useful for other applications, including traffic management, for instance. As you know, traffic management is a key topic today, uh, as it addresses so many challenges that we're facing now. Uh, we're talking about ecological challenges. We cannot ignore, uh, obviously, the damages of mobility on the environment. Uh, we're also talking about economical uh, challenges, cost of fuel, loss of production time. We are talking about safety, uh, road accidents, etc. We're talking about comfort and convenience for the users. Um, I mean, it's not big news, but the population in cities is growing. So it means inevitably traffic congestion. Uh, and when you think about traffic congestion, the first thing that probably comes to mind is, oh my God, it is so annoying, I'm going to be late, uh, this is so stressful. But it's so much more than that. I mean, it actually is the worst scenario cities has to face nowadays. Uh, that's why they need to go about implementing new strategies and technologies uh, with the aim to address these factors. I mean, it could be... Um, aging infrastructure, lack of real-time data, inefficient and uncoordinated traffic signal timing. Uh, we, we should not forget also about gas emissions and the impact on the health. So it's a very important uh, aspect to focus on, and many smart cities are on the way to solve these uh, issues, and Parifex really want to participate. I mean, we want to be part of it. We want our technology to help uh, building a smarter mobility and uh, help changes this uh, way of driving. Yeah, for sure. I think you know you've you've really hit the hit the nail on the head, right? Traffic management is absolutely crucial to combating so many of the issues within within our cities today, especially as they you know continue to grow at such a an exponential rate. Really, I, the first thing I wanna I wanna cover is something that you referred to there, and you know you said it's a 
a lack of real-time data for cities and and decision makers within those traffic management centers. So I want to look at how important data is to modern traffic management and just really quickly get your take on you know how important it is and the various ways in which data can be utilized and analyzed and you know aid decision makers in in their activities when it comes to traffic management in in you know today's world. Sure, well the, the use of data for me in few words is, is a way to adjust the traffic ecosystem of a city. That's basically it. I mean, using data is obviously essential in traffic management because you want to understand what causes traffic congestion and how you can improve mobility by understanding, uh, understanding the traffic flow, understanding the habits and behavior of, of drivers. Uh, you want to see if the infrastructure is adequate. You want to see if the signal timing is adequate. Um, I mean, mobility challenge is complex. The solution could be as simple as an intelligent intersection. And for this, I think it's very important to not only analyze the data, but to have valuable data. Uh, counting is a first step, but being able to classify the vehicles, being able to distinguish pedestrian from a cyclist, a cyclist from, from a motorbike, etc., gives you much more valuable information to treat. Like, for instance, if you were to use uh, smart sensors uh, to detect vehicle traffic and adjust signals in real time, um, you could reduce significantly travel times, you could reduce wait times, and obviously uh, vehicle emissions. So there are a lot of ways nowadays to collect traffic data. The difficulty for me is to have precise, efficient and real-time data in any conditions while complying with GDPR. Um, that's one big challenge, which we have, I think, an interesting solution for. And obviously, it is challenging for smart cameras to be able to comply with uh, GDPR. And I would say that the main advantages that we have compared to these smart cameras uh, using video analytics is that our system works the same way, whether it's day or night. Uh, it's not affected by light. We have a much quicker response time and more precise measurements, and the data treatment is made in real time. So I think that that kind of solution really could make the difference in the use of data, where uh, obviously it already exists. There are lots of ways to treat data, but you want to have uh, very precise data. You want to have the data in real time, and you want to know exactly what's happening, where, and how. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's been the case in the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years that um, cities and mobility operators or authorities, whatever they might be, you know, they, they've had access to a lot of data about their operations and about, about what's happening in their localities. But they haven't necessarily known how to properly extract value from, from what they have and be able to analyze it in in the right way to be able to enhance their decision making. So, you know, for, for you, how how can they go about doing that? Well, yeah, I, I think the main difference and the main changes would be uh, the fact to record real-time data. I mean, uh, for me, for an effective traffic management, we want cities to reach what we call advanced traffic management. So for me, it's the last stage of efficient traffic management. So. Basically, you have real-time traffic data from cameras, speed sensors, etc. 
uh, it would flow into a transportation management center, then uh, processed and may result in actions taken. So that's the main difference uh, between traffic analytics based on historical data. Here, that actions can be taken in real time. Um, I have some examples. For instance, um, we were talking about traffic signals. So uh, with advanced traffic management, you could have the traffic signals adjusted based on real-time traffic conditions. Uh, you could have the traffic data sent to connected vehicles uh, in the traffic flow. Uh, you can have inter-agency data sharing, and you could have um, all these data in public transport platforms to have uh, all the information in real time and to enable cities to better manage their uh, mobility ecosystem. So yeah, for me, it's it's the main difference to, to have these uh, live and real time data. Yeah, definitely. Um, just quickly, um, you mentioned you know in, interagency um, kind of data sources there. Yeah, how how important is um, is data sharing among different parties in this kind of scenario to ensure that you know, everything is open and accessible for those who need to make decisions to keep our cities running as, as smoothly as possible, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's because there are many, um, many actors and many sh um, stakeholders in in these fields and you need to 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 be able to have access to any data. I mean, a lot of uh, system integrators are using data that are already recorded in CCTV, for instance. And I mean, any data is valuable if you want to have as many information as possible. You want to cross-share the, um, the information to have a better, the best picture that you can have of the traffic flow. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I suppose without that sharing, you know, it's it, it leaves cities kind of in, in the same position that they're already in without, a, a, I suppose, a, a holistic view of, of everything that's happening. And, you know, without that, they're not able to take the decisions that are going to make. Exactly. Exactly. Operations more efficient. Um, yeah. So I, I think you've probably probably talked around around the next point already. Um in, in how data analysis can make traffic management more more efficient and how that ultimately bolsters city operations. But I suppose as well as that also, I suppose, user experience to some degree as well, you know, and, and helping to, to fight congestion. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's, um, and there's another point I didn't um, focus on is about traffic safety. Um, that's also one major challenges that city has to face uh, on top of improving the traffic flows. I mean, um, having uh, IoT application and then having uh, smart sensors uh, to cover the, the city intersections can be a great help to prevent accidents uh, and also to have a quick response time to have actions taken to, to face the accidents and to, to adapt the, the traffic route accordingly. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think, you know, the way that technology is able to help um, help cities and operators to make their services and their infrastructure safer. It's really it's really come on a very long way in the last in the last few years. And yeah. where maybe five years ago, IoT and smart sensors weren't necessarily a big part of the conversation. They very much are now. And we're seeing 
a lot of really quick progress. Um, I think because it's it's progress that that needed to be made, um, especially when you look at all the cities around the world who have kind of vision zero programs, who you know to completely eradicate road deaths and road accidents. It's the most logical way of of trying to stride towards those goals, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. So what I wanted to come to next, and I, I suppose you know it leads on quite neatly, is is the way that traffic management is able to support wider city policy objectives. So you know from from safety to easing congestion, and as you said right at the top, helping cities to achieve their environmental and and climate action goals as well. Yeah. Um, so let's start off with with congestion and how analyzing traffic data and and having real-time traffic data is is able to help cities to to ease congestion which is a challenge that i think every city has right now yeah yeah it's dramatic <laughs> and yeah and as i said i mean traffic congestion means many challenges you, you you've talked about um environment you talked about comfort you talked about accidents Traffic management is really the key to have the better picture and the, the, the real-time picture of, of what's happening and what actions need to be taken. So maybe that would help cities to uh, adapt their infrastructure. Uh, maybe the, the road is too small. Maybe you'll need uh, extra reserve lanes. Uh, maybe you'll need uh, extra cyclist lanes. It will also help cities to, to have rerouting options uh, in case there are traffic jams, traffic congestions uh, in real time, so to to help drivers to gain access to accurate route conditions, it will also help cities to have a better traffic safety and control. Uh, we mentioned accident, but also we mentioned um, controlling traffic lights. So depending on the congestions, they might adapt the um, traffic light timing uh, for better traffic flow. And obviously, it would also mean uh, a reducing gas emission. Obviously, if you have something more um, more fluid with less um, wait time in the traffic flow. Yeah, I mean it's obviously crucial, and mm -hmm. I think what's encouraging for cities is that these tools are now there and available for them to to utilize, and you know help help them to to solve these solve these issues. One of the things that is, is most linked to congestion within our cities, and I suppose if you look at idling vehicles, it's how can this then lead to the technology supporting cities' climate action goals, which is obviously the overarching problem when you're looking at congestion and, and city living more generally, and you know how cities are these especially around transport, essentially just massive polluters. It's, it's something that almost every city has an issue yeah. with and every city, nation, whatever it might be, has a climate action goal and a zero emissions or net zero emissions target that they're aiming for. So how, how can these technologies help to, to support that? Yeah, well, the fact that of using these technologies, as I said, would help the cities to have a um, better picture of what's happening on the traffic and to adapt and offer new new solution for mobility maybe to have smarter mobility including uh, autonomous vehicle for instance uh, maybe to adapt more solution for cyclists 
the aim is to really reduce also the um, the concentration of vehicles at the same time. We mentioned the uh, autonomous vehicles. I mean, um, to have a smart sensors is in the cities is one of the best way to help installing these automated uh, vehicles because they need to understand what's going on in traffic to ensure the security on their routing uh, and to have the most safe and efficient journey. Definitely. Um, I think, you know, that's really, really important. And I think, as you say, the work that's being done now and the way these technologies are being used are setting up a foundation that can be built on to implement autonomous vehicles and much more advanced automation more generally within the transport sector and around mobility. You know, without the work that's being done now, that future is even further, it's even further away. And a hugely important part of that is understanding, you know, helping cities to understand how their infrastructure is is being used. And and you mentioned it with looking at um, cyclists, for example, um, without that understanding of what infrastructure is being used, where it might need to be uh, adapted or enhanced for a specific use, our cities are going to continue making the same mistakes that they have done for the last uh, exactly. You know, <laughs> arguably, uh, fifty years or so, uh, if if not if not longer. So you know, it's it's absolutely crucial that that this work is being done now. So yeah, definitely, and and definitely now with the current situation uh, that we are all facing with the with the COVID, people are thinking to take actions. For instance, by changing the way they are going to work by uh, using their bikes more and more, and cities are installing um, more lanes for cyclists but maybe it's a bit too quick so they'll need to understand if uh if it's safe enough it is if it's um well adapted if it, if the solution is adequate if it's not uh if it doesn't lead to accident because of the infrastructure i mean is it's essential to understand uh the situation yeah absolutely i think that you're you're absolutely right in saying that you know the needs of, of cities and, and their infrastructure at the moment is, it's, it is very adaptive and it's a lot more flexible than it's needed to be in, in the past. Um, and, you know, only with these kinds of analytical technologies can you really assess what is needed and what is working. Um, and, you know, it, this period with COVID, as you say, it could help to completely reshape urban mobility as we as we know it i think um especially by you know as we've already touched on bolstering more active travel infrastructure with you know pavements and sidewalks cycle lanes and as we move further into this kind of micro mobility era looking at e-scooters and whatever else might come next as well um so it's a it's a really really fascinating fascinating time to be looking at at this topic and the way that technology they're helping decision makers to make those essential decisions so what i wanted to ask next up you know taking a look really at where parafex is is working now and taking a look at some of the ways in i suppose in in the real world that you guys are helping cities and road authorities to to overcome some of these issues. Yeah, sure. Well, um, I've mentioned all the, the, the smart sensors that existed already on the market. Um, here at Perfects, we have developed a new solutions, a new solution based on 3D LiDAR. 
for those of you who are not familiar with this technology, um, I can explain it quickly. Basically, is uh, layers of laser beams rotating at 360 degrees, retrieving a point cloud. And this point cloud allows a 3D modeling of the of the environment in real time. So it's a very precise and powerful technology used a lot of for uh, mapping. And at Perifex, we figured that we could use these data collected by the LiDAR for other applications. Uh, so we developed an algorithm that treats these data and that allows to detect any moving target in its field of view. And for each target, we gather very precise information, uh, such as the precise position, uh, the direction of the object, its speed, uh, its dimension, from which we detect the category of vehicle. So we see clearly whether it's a pedestrian, a cyclist, a motorbike, a small truck, heavy truck, bus, uh, passenger car, etc. And all these informations are gathered in real time. So I, I mentioned the, the, the smart cameras. So basically, we have the advantages that the cameras don't have, uh, talking about the light conditions. So the advantage with the LiDAR is that it works in any condition, whether it's day or night, it works the same way. And we have uh, the same response time with all this precise information. So we have developed this solution to do some traffic counting. And the difference with the existing system is that we are able to classify all uh, the objects that we detect and, uh, and uh, retrieve this information in real time. So we have actually been selected by the Ministry of Ecology in France uh, for a call for innovation projects. And so our intelligent counting system will be experimented next year. Uh, we have some great, uh, great hope on this uh, project. I think it's going to be very interesting to show cities uh, the possibilities that they can have using uh, these systems to understand better uh, their, their traffic management. And there are also a lot of use cases uh, for which these sensors could be useful. And that's also what we want to show cities. So basically, I said the, the LiDAR allows the system to detect and gather real-time information on moving objects. For instance, uh, it could be used for autonomous vehicle projects. Uh, it could be used for traffic counting. It could be used for smart intersections, uh, access control, smart parking, uh, could be used for accident detections and many other applications. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it sounds like that's going to be um, an absolutely fascinating project. And I, uh, uh, when when did you say it gets underway? Um, starting next year, uh, first quarter of next year. Amazing. So yeah, it'd be be amazing to to kind of follow the results of that and and see see what happens. It would be brilliant to to see how you know the impact that that this technology has um and something like 3d modeling for example you know that's really big business right now um because yeah. it helps it helps those cities and authorities so much in being able to properly assess what it is they're looking at and you know it's i suppose it it takes it away from the theoretical and places it right there in, in the real world a bit more yeah, it really is the idea to have a, a real picture of what's really happening at, at a certain time. I mean, it, the, the information gathered that's so precise that they, they, they can't have better 
better information than, and, than these uh, technologies. And uh, I mentioned earlier the autonomous vehicle. So we also been working on autonomous vehicles project um, where they require smart infrastructure integrated with the uh, autonomous vehicle. So you know the one of the issues uh, autonomous vehicle can have is when they enter roundabout or intersections, uh, they also have blind spots. So installing smart sensors like ours uh, can help prevent blind spots uh, caused by trees of, or work of arts. And we can detect um, what's happening on the roundabout and uh, send this information to the autonomous vehicle and they can adapt uh, their speed accordingly. I mean, for instance, if we see a pedestrian crossing that the autonomous vehicle might not see, we'll be able to uh, send this information, this crucial information for them to adapt their trajectory. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's that's going to be absolutely essential when, it, when autonomous vehicles... Um, I suppose in the quest to to launch them publicly and commercially, um, without without that work, um, without that data, they're never really going to get off the ground. Um, yeah, and yeah, it's too dangerous. Exactly, exactly. Um, I suppose it's, that's that's also a, a huge a huge part of of the autonomous vehicle future as well is having a a truly sort of unmanned unmanned vehicle and being able to feed that data into it without a without a safety driver for example yeah yeah i mean the main challenge is to ensure that the safety of the of the driver the safety of the passenger and also the safety of the uh uh inhabitants and the the, the pedestrians on the streets yeah absolutely absolutely i mean we've talked a lot about safety already but you know from from the work that we do here and from conversations we have every day we know that staff uh, passenger safety is absolutely the top the top priority for for any road authority transport authority or, or operator so w- without that consideration there's there's no hope for these for these uh these futures that we're discussing um i'm i'm aware that i've taken up quite a quite a bit of your time already so i i want to stop there and just say thank you very much indeed for for coming on and, and talking through this this with me it's it's been a real eye-opener for me um so thank you very much indeed and i'm sure we'll speak again soon thanks a lot luke thanks for this opportunity it was great to chat with you on this my thanks once again to natalie for joining me on this episode i'm always privileged to speak to people like this who are so obviously passionate about what they do and the way that their roles are helping to improve our cities, our roads and our streets. Now, we'll be back in a few weeks' time with another brand new episode. But in the meantime, don't forget to check out our other episodes wherever you listen to podcasts, become a member at intelligenttransport.com and for more info about our sponsor this week, head to www.parafex.com. For now though, take care, stay safe and I'll see you on the next one.